You're listening to The Self-Worth Circle, hosted by Julie Haxel and Eva Eslander. We are here to remind you to raise your self-worth and wear your invisible crown. It's time. Hello and welcome back to The Self-Worth Circle. Today we have a very special guest here. Uh, here. <laughs> it's Saga Turtiaren. We were just laughing because we were thinking like how to pronounce her name in English. Saga Turtiaren. Turtiaren would probably be the most, I don't know, I American like pronunciation of Saga Turtiaren next coming. <laughs> so Saga Turtiaren, to our listeners who are not familiar with her, she is... A yogini, she's a yoga teacher, and she's also an um, entrepreneur. She is running a yoga studio, amongst um, many other things. She also has an online studio, and yeah, she's the full kind of spiritual business babe. (laughs) (laughs) And she's also an amazing teacher. Um, We actually, Julia and myself, just finished one of her wonderful Uh, yin and nidra sessions and we're feeling still waking up yeah we're still waking up hence the weird vibes but yeah it was really beautiful and and lovely and i was just saying that saga has the most wonderful um voice but also energy so no pressure (laughs) just listen to my beautiful voice out there um and also fun fact um she used to employ both of us we've both been uh or have taught at teachers here studios and uh This is actually also being recorded at yes. the Saga Yoga Studio in... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so fun fact. Yeah. It's a little bit different from what we're used from to my, my Kalio. living room. <laughs> urban. Well, I mean, this is urban as well, but <laughs> <laughs> headquarters of the self-with. All right, Saga, well, welcome to our show. So happy to have you. Thank you. And so happy to be here. It's funny that you're just mentioning or not just, but you're mentioning that I'm a yogini and the yoga studio owner and such whatnot. But then actually these past six months have been for me all about like, okay, what am I else than mm. those things? Since I would say from the last March or so, I've been trying to figure out that, okay, what is my identity without the studio or without the fact that I am a teacher? So it's just like, it's good to hear those, but actually that's, that's the reason why I felt for a couple of years that that's the only thing that I am and it's a very beautiful and precious thing to be but then also probably the fear of losing the studio uh, because of corona Mm -hmm. got me to realize that okay I need to figure out like what am I beyond those things right they're just kind of like labels yeah Probably or material things even. Yeah, for I mean, sure. Not being a yoga teacher or a yogini, but mm. maybe like the studio owner. And mm. Yeah, and all my relations are very, like most of them are based on to the yoga uh, scheme, I would say. Yeah. So that's why also like it's almost that that I'm living through all the time. And one like awakening moment was when my neighbor like six months ago, and she's just like two years old. See, she saw me from the window and she just called to her mom like, there she goes, Saga Yoga, Saga Yoga. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, I'm not Saga Yoga, I am Saga. And what is then Saga if not right. the studio? So, yeah. It's interesting, actually. Um, 
I felt that way when I lived in in Mexico, especially mm-hmm. in the beginning. I was always like the golden boys because my ex was kind of like he used to be a professional surfer and he was very kind of well known in the little town where we lived. And I, I was always the girlfriend mm-hmm. of the the pro surfer, and it was always like this kind of like the shat like, or I mean, it's different from your, but it's, it was also just like I was just that. Like, what yeah. about me as a person yep. instead of just being the the spouse, girlfriend, or significant other of something bigger than you, almost like. Mm -hmm. But yeah, very, very interesting in these first few minutes to dive into something so deep. Wow. Um, We can talk about that definitely more. I mean, this is a huge talk and it has to do with also our podcast, what it's about self-worth and Mm -hmm. feeling worthy without those labels, without kind of those outer things. Yeah. Because, you know, like just like uh, related to self-worth, probably my biggest fear was then at the beginning of this year that what if I like, let's say that I didn't do the studios. Mm -hmm. Would I have these amazing people still around me? Mm -hmm. I started to doubt a little bit that why people are around me and not not saying, for example, that my boyfriend wouldn't love me or be with me if I wasn't like succeeding what I do. But then also, yes, like um, that, like I would say that even some of my family members, I find have started to appreciate me much, much more after I opened the studios and they've been successful. So that makes me almost like kind of hate them for that, you know, like, or resent maybe yeah yeah yeah. like so so what if what if I didn't do something this great what if I was without a job what if I I don't know what is left when everything else falls apart yeah Yeah, which is very important very important questions to sit with and also would I love myself without any of these more importantly yeah there is actually on the last interview that I did was three years ago just when I opened the studio and I never want to like look at that interview again (laughs) but actually I did a couple of weeks ago just to learn something from that like how have I been then and I was surprised that actually I was I was being pretty aware already then that from the very, very beginning, this started to create my identity that I succeeded pretty easily, like without even too much effort. The studios were full and I was supposed, like I was all the time like getting um, like enough work and even more than I could do. And just all the time amazing people around me. So the point being that um, I already then was questioning that is this a right way to uh, create my identity? And is this like a bad thing for my ego for being successful and not so, uh, like I'm, I'm still pretty young, I would say, and have started the business just a couple of years ago. So, but, but I mean, like, thank God of yoga, thank God I'm in right. this business. So I'm like exploring that all the time. But then on the other hand, I'm like, I am around yoga every day in every moment almost so I also feel that I've been asking for myself like too much for the past three years like okay so how am I really doing so sometimes it's just nice to nice to let go of that and that's why for the past six months I would say I've been trying to look for things that I used to do before I opened the studio right 
things like I started to eat meat. I haven't eaten meat for three years. Since Same here. I'm a yogini. <laughs> Same. So, yeah. I actually also just recently yeah. started eating meat. Then I again. ordered a pepperoni pizza. Oh, well. I was like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. And the same evening, I went to McDonald's, ordered a burger, and I was like, fuck yeah. All in. Yeah, all in. I'm not, uh, I don't want to like um, encourage anybody to eat meat for sure, not. But just like, I wanted to remember, like, how does it actually, what was, what was my like, my life before? Right. So those small things I used to, for example, watch Netflix and eat candy as much as I just could. I used to, I don't know, do nothing and just be bored. And yeah, I'm kind of missing that. Well, it's good to find that balance too. And kind of like, I mean, you can still be on a yogic path and eat candy and watch Netflix and have a burger. And so it's really healthy to remind yourself of that. Um, I just want to kind of gives our listeners some back background uh, information because some of them might not know you or mm. they're not familiar with even Saga Yoga. Maybe some of our listeners don't live in Helsinki. Mm. Um, but basically Saga uh, opened um, up her very first studio in Tölö, right? That was the first one. Yeah. Uh, you said three years ago. Yeah. And then after that, you opened the second one in Punavuori. Yep. And then the third one was... Um, another space next to the one in Punavori. They yeah. were called Sun and Moon. Yeah. And then the fourth one, which we're in right now, the biggest space of them all is uh, in... What is this park called? Punavori as well. Yeah. It's, it's called Finpuisto. Oh, I, I used to live here even. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so the park in, in, in the kind of center of Helsinki. And I mean, you've been working so hard for the the past few years and you've been full on with this. And then when kind of COVID-19 happened and like when or when it started to really affect us all here in in Finland this past spring, that's you also opened up um, an online studio. So it's Mm -hmm. been kind of all in and very high pace for you. And and then unfortunately, you or you had to decide to kind of close down a few of them to well obviously to be able to survive because COVID-19 is a real thing and and obviously affecting us all and in a myriad of ways you know through through uh, if, for instance if you have a rental place so it's it's uh people are not going out as more and, and so forth so can you tell us um like how are you doing right mm-hmm. now like how are you feeling what's going on in your life i know we talked about this before we started recording but just kind of yeah. yeah give give our our listeners kind of a where you are right now and yeah you described it well so it was very hard decisions that i had to make and also just a responsibility like when the covid hit i felt like I'm alone in this world. Like I need to make big decisions and they will affect many of my uh, teachers work. I mean, if if I choose to close the studios, even for a moment, uh, they won't have money to, I don't know, even to pay their rent. And this took like a one week to understand, like the teachers were so understanding that just one of them actually mentioned to me like in a very long and clear message that hey everyone is responsible in about their own life but it took that took a little moment to understand because the the worry first was about others like okay I know that I will survive I have a family who can take care of me I have my boyfriend but what about the rest and now after six months I understand that yes all of us we are at the end responsible of our own lives but yeah it was a hard decision but at the end 
one of the best decisions in my life to close three studios and to stick with one. Yeah. So now less is more is sometimes really true. Less right? is more. <laughs> yep. So my my brother is actually having a CrossFit gym and he just told me that he wants to open a second maybe a third and I was like don't do it <laughs> don't do it <laughs> or or then do it but then enjoy maybe later if you can to stick with one um it's a it's a different story to share your energy into four different places it's not uh, like a surprise that I've been a mess for the past three years I actually saw my my ex-boyfriend maybe a month or two months ago and he told me like thank god Saga finally you look like a human again that you've looked like some drug user and drug addict for the past two years and have to be actually I have to say that he was honest for the past two or three years I haven't looked myself from the mirror because like it's not on my priority to like how do I look like and I was just putting everything else like before yourself before myself mm -hmm. yeah for sure so now that there is one studio, I am doing myself better than ever. And finally, I have recovered from also the the huge, um, like, I was being so sad for, of course, I had to give up like half of my teachers because I cannot fit 20 teachers to one studio. So not also like great decisions to make one of the hardest ones that I had to do um, beyond like with, with the fact that I had to let go of some studios. But now after very very thankful that this year happened even though it's not a good thing for the world or maybe I don't know but um to my life to my personal life it has been a true gift so I'm doing very very good thank you it's great yeah I think it was a very brave decision also because Saga Yoga was known to for in Helsinki for the small places yeah. in the very beginning so I can't only imagine that must have been a really big step to decide that, like yeah. the very, especially like the Tolo one, the first yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah. And like the thing is that right now it's impossible to have small studios. I really want to give like my support to all small studios because that's what I did Saga Yoga for. Right. But right now people want to have space in between the mats and so on. So how do you do a class with four people? It's just like money wise. Not, yeah. No, no, it's not, not sustainable, sustainable at anyhow. And to be honest, not even the 10 people classes. So I started with knowing nothing. And I also started with um, not knowing that I want to expand the studios. I opened the studio straight away after my first training without thinking of any further. And like, that's something that I want to keep in mind that I've never been planning my life too much, like having any three years goals or visions. And right now I'm working with somebody who are like giving me these tasks all the time to think. And that's giving a lot of coaching and structure to me, of course, and a help. But then also I want to keep this um, living in the moment. And I, I feel that that has been like one of my best maybe qualities in me that I don't think too far so yeah, I opened up the first studio not having in my mind to open a second studio. I was teaching there myself for the first six months, every day, every night. Also having another job, actually a third job. And uh, 
Yeah. How many classes a week was that again? <sighs> again, like maybe 25. Yeah. Yeah, 25 yeah, it was plus. Crazy. For, for our yoga teacher listeners, you know that that yeah. is a lot. Yeah. Plus 37 and a half hours of working in a shop, plus taking my little brother every morning to school and making breakfast for him. So I went to, to my father's place at six o'clock in the morning. Then I went to teach one class. Then I went to work. Then I went back to teaching and yeah, lost a few pounds then. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember when we visited with Ville, yeah. uh, when you just had open, it was like so cozy and yeah. like this small <laughs> hug. And um, I remember that morning. You had like long well. hair back yeah. then. And you were like smiling like the sun. Wow. And then I think we we went to India just like a few days later. Yeah. And yeah. then I came back and then yeah. I started working at the studio to help you out. But that was like a little bit later. A little bit later. Yeah. yeah. I think the New Year's. 2017 2018 you were in Bali and so was I we were in different places right but I, yeah but yeah. I somehow saw that you were there and that's when I got like I don't know I just felt some kind of connection with you yeah and then I was just having a coffee with a friend of mine one Binya and she just said to me like hey why don't you ask her to come and teach for you if if you like her so much and I was like well I don't know how that works like uh, uh, <laughs> like uh, so then do I have an employee like I didn't know anything but yeah, right. just want to give a huge thanks to Julia for being the first teacher of mine. It was beautiful. Um, I didn't know you were the first teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Then it was a two of two of us, like for the for the beginning of that year until summer, and then came the third studio, and then came like many many others. Yeah. I want to piggyback a little bit about like what you said about this year has been such a gift, even though like it's been in shitty wrapping paper and that's mm -hmm. just, I'm a sucker for an analogy. So I'm always like <laughs> kind of sprinkling them into the, into the chat, but it's, I'm just hoping kind of like, even with this whole COVID shit storm and that's happening that even like you've been fortunate enough that you can already see kind of these things you know, unravel and, and these positive things or changes happen from, from everything that's happened to you. But I also want to take it back a bit further. Like, can you share us about your background, how mm -hmm. you got into yoga in the first place and, and yeah, how your yoga journey started and how mm -hmm. you came to be a yoga teacher and yeah. how you came to, so that's so many questions, <laughs> like how your yoga journey yeah. started and how Saga Yoga opened and yeah. Yeah, who saw that sure. is maybe behind that. Let me know if it takes too long. No, um, no, we have no. time. Yeah, yeah. So from where to begin? I mean, I guess I guess I could start from even earlier time, but let's start from the time when I went to a first yoga class. So I was 17 and just a friend of mine asked if I want to join. I was like, oh, okay, why not? Then we went on the first class. I was like, oh shit, all of these 40 and 50 years old women are like doing crazy stuff with their body and I can barely like reach my own toes with my fingers. And then I was like, okay, I need really much this physically. Didn't know anything else about yoga then that I really what, just, yeah. What style was it? Um, that was an, that was in Elixia and I believe that it was just called yoga flow, but it was a teacher who teaches ballet. So it was a very, very different, actually, yeah, like, like, because that first experience was so horrible, it was surprised that I went actually for the second time. Okay. But then I started to do yoga. The life then looked like that I was in a relationship, just actually switched my boyfriend from one drug addict to another one. And um, I guess I had already moved away from home, pretty much partying myself still. And um, yeah, I, th I think I stopped partying when I turned 18 or 19 or something. So I did my early 
partying already before before turning 18. Well, anyways, um, then I started a very, very long and difficult relationship, which was like a huge impact. And also that I see now lately, like a, as a huge gift into my life, I would not change that at all. Um, but then probably, so I wasn't so typical 18 or 20 year old girl. Girl, I wasn't um, anymore going out at all. I didn't have any social media. And this relationship took me actually like just very, very far away from my family and from my friends even. So what happened is that the relationship was so manipulative and uh, he did not want me to be in a contact with others because... Narcissist? Well, I mean... <laughs> We could describe okay. it that way. I don't know. Um, to be honest, what I what I have and what I feel from him is like pure love. I actually want to cry because I just feel like he really needed help. Mm. And um, well, first of all, it's not my responsibility as an 18 year old girl to find the help from him. But I but I couldn't do that. I couldn't support him. Um, um, but yeah, he had a lot of problems with drugs. Let's just like, I guess that's already enough to be whatever he was. Um, also, I lost like a half of my family back then. I just had a small fight with my father, which caused a three year, three years in my life that I didn't see that part of my family at all. And here comes this actually boyfriend who was a true gift then at the New Year's, I don't know, maybe 2012 or something. I told this story to him, what happened with my father. And he just said to me that he's from Egypt. So they have a very different culture about respecting your family, uh, your parents. So I told to my boyfriend then that I told my father to fuck off. And he just said to me like, hey, that's not what you tell to your dad. And now it's your responsibility to apologize him. And this is a very important part of my life. So after three years, this this was the first person who told me that okay you need to apologize before that everyone else was just saying like hey you are a child like you're just a teenager like he should come and conduct mm -hmm. you and i'm not saying that either one of these are good like solutions i would say that maybe both of us could have come there to the middle but um anyway thanks to this boyfriend back then i i called to my dad and luckily i got the family back so um even though like all of my peer group sees him as a very, very bad person, I know in my heart that there has been some very beautiful things that he has brought also to my life. Okay, so then I kept doing yoga and probably found some different aspect to it. Um, I already was able to reach my toes with my fingers. <laughs> I was like, okay, hey, what's, what's next? And then just also, I like to be, I like to remind or remember myself like important people in my life even if they haven't done like something very huge there so one of my colleagues in the shop where I was working she told me like very randomly that I went to a yoga studio and I hated the class but I think that you would love it and she didn't even know me and I was like okay so okay but I will remember this always because then I went and I met Hannah von Hafenbrell so my teacher like from the I would say like that she's my teacher okay she were teaching in Mola back then I was probably 22 or something or 21 and that was the first class when I actually well first of all she started by explaining about her uh, 
past, how she lost her husband and so on. Very beautiful story. And I was like, okay, can teacher actually do that? Before that, I had the experience that you come to a class and the teacher does not give anything about themselves. And I'm not saying that they have to, but this like touched me because I actually, I was always training for that information about like, hey, what is this yoga teacher doing on the weekend? Like, how is their <laughs> life? Because it's just, it just looked for me like so much fun. So I was doing like yoga, I would say like five, six, seven times a week in different places. But this was the first time to actually connect with a teacher. And then I felt like, okay, this was the starting point for me that this some kind of, um, I don't know, some kind of passion just started to grow inside me. And then also what I was experiencing then was that I was hiding everything and anything was happening in my life then. So I was in an abusive relationship. So I've been to court with him and I've been to hospital because of that. So he were really like kicking the shit out of me sometimes. Yeah, I know. I know. But um, like, it's funny that I'm like, I'm thinking even now that if that would happen to me right now, I don't know if I could like handle it. But somehow, like, I don't know how did I handle it that as like a 20 20 year old small girl and then actually not telling it about it to anyone so nobody knew nobody knew that I was taking drugs nobody knew that I was getting beaded at home nobody knew that he were also actually married nobody knew that he were cheating me all the time and even half of my family knew that I am with him because he is from Egypt so um my family very um Sorry to say this, but half of my family would have never accepted him because he was from Egypt or he is. So uh, I was living this hidden life. And that's a huge, um, that's a huge like layer because like deep inside you're doing something completely else that nobody knows. And then if you would have seen me outside from them, I was the same girl like now. I was smiling all the time. I was like so happy having a lot of friends around me, but then also like somehow, I don't know. I wouldn't even say sad because I had this strength from somewhere. I have no idea from where. But yeah, so I went to Hannah's class and I was like, okay, I, I was afraid that she will see through me. And that's what I felt, that if she sees me crying, for example, at the first time on a yoga class, she will know what I'm trying to hide the most. And what I was hiding was my own choices because I knew that if I would tell for anyone what I'm experiencing with my boyfriend or with my life back then, that I would be judged and I would be probably pushed to do some decisions that I wasn't ready to make. And um, of course, I know that those um, advice has would have been coming just from a place of love and caring about me but right then I wanted to like stick into my own decisions and um, that's something else that I want to keep like in my life that I'm not saying that others couldn't know what the what is the best for you but that I believe that at, at least until now I know best what is best for me and sometimes it is going through some difficult shit if I wouldn't have gone th gone through that what I went with that boyfriend and with the previous boyfriend similar stuff I would not I wouldn't appreciate my now partner Lauri so much and I don't believe that I would be as good teacher or as good anything unless I had those experiences thank god they're my past and I don't want them to come back but um yeah yeah so that's that's when I met Hannah and then I it was funny because so I would say for one year I was going to Hannah's classes 
and I would always be there very early, but I would go in the last because I was afraid of this moment of she asking me like how am I doing or who am I or such I didn't want to I don't know I was I was ashamed of myself like who the fuck am I going like me going there to talk with her okay and then I would always leave the class the first just to run out so then I started to hear that she were talking about with few yogis there that they are doing also teacher training so I got interested without any money though on my account I was just barely surviving for my own bills but um I got interested about the teacher training but didn't think that I could do it so Hannah was super surprised when I signed up on 2017 and spring because she thought that I actually almost like not maybe hate her classes but but I was just always leaving first and coming the last and not saying anything so I borrowed money from my father then to go to the first teacher training um so the fact was that I was Five for five past years, I've been trying to apply to a university in Helsinki to read psychology, and I could have went abroad to study it, probably much easier. But I had a sensation that um, I need to stay in Finland, and I'm very happy that I did because then my uh, dear grandmother Saga passed away. So I'm very very happy that I stayed those years here and didn't again. I, like I've been pushed to study and not in a way that they tell me to do it like my family but but you know when when you feel that you won't get a respect from your parents or this uh, no, I'm not talking about my mom I was afraid that I won't get respect from my own father if I don't read and study in university mm. so then I needed to think like okay what else do I want to do in my life I was, I was 24 and I just thought like okay hey I love to do yoga so I will do the teacher training and see then I went to a teacher training summer 2017 came back from there went back to work and I was like okay this was the best three weeks of my life and then I go back to work and I go back to this loop of being with the boyfriend, being with my own bad habits and such. And I was like, okay, now it's the time. Either I now choose to live this lifestyle for the rest of my life or then I fucking do something like I am responsible of my life and I'm not a kid anymore. So then I was like, okay, so what to do? I thought like, okay, should I apply a work as a yoga teacher? But I knew that it probably isn't so easy to teach full time as a new teacher. And also the biggest fear was that they will also, what's the word, like de not deny, but um, they will not take me as a teacher. What's the word? You deny know? you? Deny. Like a not like push away like they will yeah. say no what's say the no. word or not there's yeah. a word yeah there's a word wait i don't know what word you're looking for yeah. now well um disqualify <laughs> you i don't know <laughs> what's the word well what, what like what is it in finnish um Reject. reject reject yeah i was so afraid of rejection yeah. because that what i that was what i was experiencing with the school the schools did not take me in so i was like i cannot take any more rejections in my life and that's actually something like even though it's important to talk about the past things but that's my biggest fear right now so the fear was that they will not take me as a teacher so i was like okay i have no other choices than to open up my own studio and there were of course many many more beautiful things reasons to open up the own place um the way Hanna took me in to the studio where she were teaching back then with the warmth and with the just like very 
beautiful, warmly welcoming vibe that she were able to create. I wasn't experiencing that in anywhere else in Helsinki. We have like a beautiful studios and I'm not saying that it's not happening, but I didn't experience it back then that actually the teacher would give a fuck about me when I come to a class. And I know I'm not saying like that you always should, but this just had a huge like... um This was an inspiration to me that I want to open up a studio small enough so that I can see all of my teachers and I know their names and I can give them the same feeling that they are being seen and heard as I was experiencing at my teacher's class. So, okay, then I didn't have, again, no money on my account. I was like, okay, so what to do next? Uh, I started looking for places. And then I found, at the end, I found Tölä, which was like 500 euros a month. So I was like, okay, I can I can, I can, can do that. Even if nobody will come, I can do that. For the couple of first weeks, I was uh, offering free classes. And by that, I was able to find, like, that was the perfect moment for me also. Because before that, I didn't, like I told you, I didn't do social media or anything else. And then suddenly after... After, I don't know, like after forever, I, I showed up in the social media. And of course, I have a lot of friends like from my past. I've been doing cheerleading. I've been doing dancing. So I actually had a lot of already friends who might be interested to come. And once I just made my Facebook account, everyone came to say like, oh, thank God, Saga, you're alive. Like haven't heard anything about you mm. for the 10-15 years. Oh, you're opening a studio. Great. I will come. They came and they brought their friends. Maybe my friends didn't stay, but their friends stayed. And then suddenly I had just like... The classes were full from the very beginning. Um, what then? Well, then, like I told you, uh, I was still working because all of my family told me, like, don't give up your job. Don't give up your job because it's not like uh, secure that your yogis will still keep coming. And also actually to, to be mentioned when I was opening my studio, all love to my family and friends. But they were doubting this so, so much. Nobody said to me. I can't remember one person telling me to do this. Everyone were saying, where will you get your customers? You cannot open Holy your shit. own studio before you have experience. And I mean, like, I understand things, these things, but but also, like, it's super important to know all, also, like, they are saying these things from their own fears. And then it's up to you to choose whether you listen to them. And of course, this could have went the other way around, that I didn't get any, any uh, customers and... Uh, but but then what then would have been probably very teaching experience as well right right yeah so but yeah then i was helping also my father with my little brother so basically in the mornings i would go 6 a.m to my father's place take care of my little brother make breakfast for him make him like ready for school then i went to teach one morning class then i went to work for eight hours then i went to teach oh. another three classes yeah so Holy that was my shit. life back then for but how I'm, long did that did, like did six months go? but i mean like when you have the drive inside you like when i when i even talk about it i get this fire in my stomach like uh, you don't give a fuck you're just mm. like whatever and you Be want to do it i really you have the energy. want to do go, it go, go, yeah. Yeah. Kind of, yeah yeah for sure manipura chakra yeah. actually <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that was super super fun like probably one of the most memorable times in my life and just like very much alive then that's what i'm that's what i'm looking for right now in my life like to feel fucking alive and i'm not saying that it can happen like when you just sit and meditate of course it can but i also get excited and i get the kicks from just like doing stuff and a lot so yeah <laughs> what's next okay then i open up 
well then yeah then julia came along we were teaching there the two of us very happy time as well learned so much from julia uh, many people have been asking to me like because i've done so many trainings in my these three years like all the times i was in the trainings and at the end i must say that the most that i've learned is from the teachers here in helsinki they are just so great and already before saga yoga i was do doing like i don't know 20 teachers classes every week and even though all of the trainings and all the information that you get there it's not the experience that you will get from a class that you want to then pass for others and it's not coping stuff what they do but it's like okay so how did this make me feel and how could i how could i bring this to my class so just one thing thank also both of you and every teacher of mine like even whose classes i've been once or twice yeah every one of them has been a huge inspiration to me and right now I'm actually doing a very much yoga myself I go to Elixia back again I go to different yoga studios and um, like even if it wouldn't be my favorite class every time there's always so many insights so many learnings and I just feel that I have so much more mercy like to myself as well and also to the teachers like I yeah so it's just yeah. uh I really enjoy right now to do classes myself and I do a lot of them. So just like that, that that's how I, that's how my life looked like before. So it, it's probably obvious that for the first two years, I didn't do yoga myself because I was always working. Mm. Yeah. So I lost my own practice completely. And I was also so much all the time with the yoga. So if I had some free time, I did not want to spend it in a yoga studio. You know? Yeah, that easily happens. That happens easily. Yeah. But then my, one of my teachers um who is 60 years old and he's seen like many many yoga teachers he told me like uh, a couple of months ago or actually to my friend who then told me that um usually the teachers will lo will lose their own practice for a year for two or three but then they will come back to it and that's at least for example like exactly what happened to me i lost my own thing completely but then now i'm coming back to it and i love it I really just love yeah. to practice yoga. And yeah. I feel like when you get back, you're also so much more gentle. You're yeah. like taking all the option, like the option, like knees down. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. me. That's me like too. Yeah you, can, yeah, you can do either a vinyasa or go down to like... I always okay, wait in that yeah. that, that's, yeah. that's probably a, yeah. that, that should be a joke because somebody just told me that when she came to my class and it was full of yoga teachers and then she were maybe the only one who wasn't. And she, was, she said like, but nice to come to a class where there's only yoga teachers that now I will look somehow like so bad or so like I can do shit. I was like, the yoga teachers you're, are gonna you're, rest. You're gonna be the only one who do all of the vinyasas. Yeah. The teachers will skip them. Yeah. You know. So just, that's yeah. so. And I love kind of like having this conversation because I was thinking for a long time too. Like, what's wrong with me? Mm. I'm a yoga teacher, mm -hmm. and then when I do yoga or I go to a class, I'm just yeah. like skipping half of it. I'm just like resting. Or when when it's kind of like, well, you can either like you know when there's a choice to rest or yeah. do something. I'm always choosing rest and, for sure. And even also what you said kind of with losing that that um the kind of passion for or, or not even passion for the practice because I guess the practice can also shift into more for me what happened is like my asana practice kind of like I dropped that and it became more of a meditation practice mm -hmm. for um for a long time and now it's like slowly transitioning again to asana mm -hmm. but there was a long break so yeah I think some, sometimes you really need it yeah. also. Last winter when I left mm -hmm. and when I stopped working weekly classes, I really hit a wall and there was stuff in the family and I was like, bye. Mm -hmm. uh, 
I I also like dropped yoga. I didn't go to when I okay when I was in Bali. I did go to a few classes, but it wasn't like that like how it used to be like a religion and like so passionately going. It was more like okay, I can try this out because someone told me that it's great. But then after those three months when I, or two months when I went from Australia back to Bali, I was like, ooh, this is fun again. Yeah. And that's something that I want to also keep in my mind for the rest of my life, that there will come and be periods when the practice of, I don't know, some asana practice will not feel that great. And then, I mean, also like nowadays when people ask for me like, hey, what is yoga? I'm like, it's so hard to describe <laughs> yeah. like I don't know what it is like saying that it's a lifestyle sounds so corny but but I include so much more into it that I just I'm just saying that I'm actually breathing and like being it from like with every cell of mine like and I don't know that's just also just a state of mind and it doesn't mean that I do only and always the best decisions for myself or for the world by eating that pepperoni pizza <laughs> but just like being aware of being right. aware consciousness yeah awareness um we wanted to ask you also because we both know you also like personally and mm. and you know in addition to well I guess kind of goes spirituality is a huge part of of the yogic of the yogi, uh, yogic path, the yogic journey. But what does like your spiritual practice look like now? Mm -hmm. You said that you're doing asana again and you're taking a bunch of classes and exploring that. But what about like, do you have, um, yeah, spiritual practice? Just also side note, uh, was it last weekend? Two weeks ago, we were on, uh, <laughs> we made drums together. Uh, so that was a fun, fun, fun thing. But yeah, just wanted yeah. to kind of sprinkle that in there. Yeah, so. well, that's one important part. Um, I'm very, very open, like, and I would say like keeping every tools uh, open right now it looks like very much of silence and stillness because that's how my life looks right now I have much more free time so I just basically go and have a walk or sit and meditate I just had a great practice myself uh, one week ago and I just have to mention it because I think that it was a great idea I was just writing notes like some beliefs of myself or things that I've been saying to myself which are not true and I would write them down sentence by sentence and then I would burn each of these papers so it could look something like that or then something like uh, doing a guided meditation there was a period I would say like for one year when our friend uh, Matthew was here and he's doing a lot of uh, shamanic stuff so then it was doing the shamanic journeys with him some like one-to-one -one healing sessions meditations having some shamanic aspects into them um my spiritual work looks like also a lot of acceptance and self-love right now so that's why i feel that it's a great time to also talk with you on the self-worth circle um what else i'm very interested about different things yeah we just started yesterday with laurie this um classic tantra uh course and that's like one way just doing online courses whatever there is i'm very open to everything keeping it fun and yeah flavored with for sure different things. and then also changing you know yeah 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 yeah. So I'm the same. I like to try a little bit of this and then same. a little yeah. bit of that and then something completely else. Exactly. 
after a few months. Yeah. Um, but we're all so different. And yeah, somehow, so, like, so same. I feel like the three of us, we mm -hmm. have, I feel like, well, first of all, we're all super sensitive, mm -hmm. like extremely <laughs> like sensitive. And, and, or I see like you're an empath, like, mm -hmm. and I've always felt like a super warm, like even like the f day from since day one, you've always like your energy, your aura is super warm. Like, I don't know many people with such warmth. It's very, very rare. Like, yeah. It's like you're straight from the sun. Mm. <laughs> very really, emotional. I mean it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's probably, it's funny how then, I mean, somewhere inside me, I know that. And then also, I would say that I've been trying to put some heart image of myself out there. I have no idea why. Probably that's some kind of uh, protection to right. myself. I don't know why. But then I'm very happy to hear that I still feel and um, like as a warm person because that's how I feel that I am. Uh, and then also I have very bad days. Uh, <laughs> thank God we're doing also this talk today and not, for example, yesterday or the day before. For the couple of big, couple of two weeks I've been bitch um unfortunately <laughs> lauri has had to go through that all i have no idea what has been wrong like in like monday evening i was dreaming about before falling asleep i shouldn't maybe say this aloud i was dreaming about killing somebody and i didn't have any i didn't have anyone specific in my mind but i was just dreaming about and this was the first time in life in my life to experience this i really wanted to I don't know, to do something bad for someone else. And I got a little bit scared about myself. Okay, like, hey, what is, what's, like, what is making me feel like that? I had huge anger inside me. I feel that I want to be seen as a fair person as well. And whenever I feel that that's not happening, I'm, I'm like, I, I get this feeling of hate and anger. And then also, I mean... Um, Maybe it's the full moon that is coming. Also the time of my periods that I felt this anger. Don't know. But then Lauri two days ago, he started to think like, okay, so what the fuck is wrong with you, Saga? And then he actually found out that I haven't been going to my Ashtanga yoga practice every morning, which I started when Corona hit like last March. And I've been doing it almost every morning. Like at, like you go to the place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I go to the Mysore place in Röberin Amu Yoga. Oh my God, I'm going to come with you. Yes, please, because I need somebody to hold me accountable. Yeah. because really that's that that has been a life changer so laura told me a couple of days ago like okay how to sign you up there that you need to get back to that looks like the yogic shit is working so what happened i i i've done some ashtanga before like i would say maybe last time seven years ago but then this spring actually happy jack and hannah took me there again my teachers and um it was just a fun time fun thing to do in the mornings i was like okay why not it was great for my schedule but then when COVID hit nothing else was open so I was going there every morning, doing my practice for two hours, eating breakfast there. They have the best breakfast in Helsinki there that they offer as well. Eva is coming, nodding. Yes, I'm yep. coming, 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 coming. <laughs> so um, I already wrote a thanks letter to Magnus and Rita, who are keeping the place in the summer, because I would say that has been a game changer in my life because it was, of course, a very stressful time for me. Yeah. So even for those two hours in the mornings when I felt that I know what I'm doing. Like I have this one practice that I just go through. After that, I eat my breakfast. 
I know what I'm doing and then the rest of the day can be whatever because everything was being like super um uncertain but that's also something like people are saying all the time that the times are so uncertain when isn't it like this is something that we must I feel I must learn and many people around me must learn that it's always uncertain and then it's like always coming back okay so what is left inside you if everything else falls apart like Julia already said yeah so that's also one of my spiritual practices right now to understand what is left inside me when there's nothing else but we were talking about the yoga so I went to I started to do Ashtanga <laughs> yoga yeah and that has been like I never believed that I would go back to it like as a practice it's not probably ideal practice for me but I mean they have a very nice energy and vibe there they are not doing it or at least I am not doing it like as I maybe should with the like very typical Ashtanga uh the mind of or the mindset so yeah so now i went back this morning and i must say that i feel super different again i feel that i i need to really explore that what is it it's probably the fact that for the first hours in your day in my day i'm just giving them to myself yeah. you know and I'm doing stuff that I don't want to, like like not the sun salutations are every morning great. I'm like, yeah, again, sun salutation. <laughs> but you know, but but then you when you when you keep doing that and when you like when I already I actually mentioned already this at the class that we just did, that when you just keep this small promise to yourself, it's a huge thing that you're like, okay, hey, I am being accountable to myself. Like I can trust to my own words. So yeah. It's really inspiring listening to you like such a young age and you have so much wisdom already mm -hmm. like clearly just through life because wisdom is something you can't really study out of a book. Yeah. Um, we also want to ask you like because you've gone through so much what what advice would you get like give a younger saga? Mm. Beautiful uh, question. I was thinking about the other day, like different periods of my life, like maybe a kid, a teenager. What would I say? I would say to, I would, let's, let's say 10 years younger myself. So 17, probably the hardest time of my life. I would say that just keep doing you you have already then a lot of wisdom and a lot of strength and like for a moment close down your ears from anybody's and everybody's advices and just listen to yourself and this is pretty even danger like advice to give because many people around you might have a lot of more experiencing experience in life than you and also they might know what you need but I would just say to a 17 year old saga that just keep doing what you do and know that know that life will be all right I was so worried then that what will that life end up being and now I'm like I don't even care what it will be after five years I'm what I care about is that I am doing fine right now and that I can go to sleep thinking that I have done my best with what I have that's that's actually one of great advices if I had to ever I, I I try to not to ever advise other people what to do in their life but if I would just give this very common advice for for everyone and anyone in life would be that know that 
you are doing your best already with whatever you have because the days are different and we come from different backgrounds and I believe that I've done my best with things that I had then and with the things and anything and everything that I have right now. It's so true and it kind of brings you back and it reminds you of just kindness mm. and coming back to that because you never know what a person has been through ever and yeah. what they're coming from and yeah. there's a misunderstanding ever happening it's so easy to you know be so attached to your own yep. opinion yep hello hello <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah it's a great reminder thank you for that <laughs> it's from a book called four agreements oh yeah yeah, yeah. I have that one one of my favorite home, ones yeah. I lost my, so I, I know that I've loaned it to some yogi. So if there is somebody who, who took it from me, please, would you please, please give it back? Because, yeah, I wouldn't want to buy another one, but I really want to have it back. I love giving my books away, but it's weird when they don't come back. I, I have to rem- check if it's... I don't think because it's, no, in, it's in I, I Finnish. Think I actually it's in Finnish, bought, so I don't think I that you have English it. At yeah. Home, yeah. yeah, You can borrow that one if you want to. Yeah, yeah I want to have my own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the same, I want the books. Yeah. My own copy of everything. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have anything, any, any fun plans for the studio or mm. for yourself? What do you have on the horizon mm. if we circle back to the studio baby yeah studio baby so what i would love love to have and what i actually see now that it's it will happen in a way or another so me and lauri my partner my lover my Mm. one of my biggest inspirations also in life uh, we want to open a retreat center somewhere close to helsinki so that it will be very accessible for people to come and i would want to have like a little pink bus so that we can come and pick everyone up on friday (laughs) evenings and then we can bring everyone back home at sunday evening so so that would be a home that would be a retreat center that would be close to helsinki that would also maybe have some weekly classes i don't know but that would be the heart of uh saga yoga as well so that's what i see coming um i've always seen like like since the last couple of years i've seen many studios and right now i'm not any more sure of it because i know that just sharing my own energy to many places it's not possible so but then how it could look like it could look like that we have saga yoga studios many of them but they would all have their own heart and that would be like one person who is taking care of that place so that could be the way to have many studios but anymore i'm not like attached of the idea that we have to have many studios to i don't know be I don't even know what where well you know the, the opening more studios came from the need of me finding and meeting so great teachers and I wanted to offer a job for them and I was like they can't fit anymore to my studio so that's why I came the first the second the third and I was, I was like okay I need more studios more studios you know and then I was in a trouble because suddenly I had great 20 teachers and then I had to close three of them so mm. thank you for understanding every teacher that has been Uh, teaching at saga yoga and uh also sorry yeah well it's not your fault no Mm. this whole global thing is it it just is what it is yeah for all of us and yeah yeah so we're going to the last question and it's Mm. the question we ask every single guest who's on the show oh i don't even know it what does self-worth mean to you Mm. well first in my First into my head came just the idea of acceptance and 
right now I am accepting that. You know, I'm, I'm sometimes afraid that there will be somebody better than me for something that I'm doing. Let's say I'm afraid that there will be a better girlfriend for my boyfriend. There will be a better teacher for my students. There is a better studio owner to my studios than myself. So self-worth is understanding that those qualities in me, which are, I don't know, I wouldn't say that they're the best qualities in me, but something that makes me unique and who am I, they are enough. And just exploring this little thingy. Yeah. <laughs> That's so beautiful. I'm crying. <laughs> well, thank you so much. This personally for me has been like, Probably the favorite yeah. conversation. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't want to say favorite, but you said one of them. We're not going to play favorites, but yeah, this was one of them. This was really, I don't know if it was the yoga before and this whole kind of like, it was just, this was really lovely. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm like, I'm like now, so can, can you share also? Like, uh, are we now going to start like the second and the third row? Like, what about your stories? Please tell me them. <laughs> you can listen to them. Yeah, 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 for sure. I will. I think I think we, we, we did. Both, yeah, do I like our mine. own our own solo. Oh, we did, so yeah. cool! I will yeah. go straight and listen. Uh, yeah, big thank you for me. Also, I'm like sitting here with yeah. tears in my eyes, and it's been very special for me to come back to. It still feels like what a heart, like a home. I know. So we in I, my heart. Yeah, we could back. even do a full episode like of like our relation, the three of us, because mm. I feel that it's super important here to sit today with the two of you. Like you said, like you've been working at Saga Yoga, and now you're doing something else, and still like there is something. Just I don't know. I just feel very connected to both yeah. of you, even though we wouldn't work together yeah. as we did, and that's just also like completely fine and, and beautiful. Yeah, too. beautiful. Exactly yeah. like the the. Yeah, the circle of life that also not getting attached to things like, for example, having great teachers because they will have their own life and their right. own experience. Sure, yeah. So thank you for anything and everything that you've done in my life. And so thank happy you. to wait that how the three of us will grow and do our own things. And then sometimes we can meet and yeah, exactly, exactly share. Paths will interconnect for sure. Points. Yeah, I mean, we can do that. We yeah, uh, we made those drums, so I can't <laughs> wait to <laughs> drum together. <Yeah>. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. um, one more thing, actually. Where yeah. can our listeners find you? Mm. Because I know also <laughs> that <laughs> people actually know your, where your studio <laughs> is. But like, if if someone who doesn't know where Saga Yoga is, is they're like, you know, like I know where to find them. But do you wanna? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listener, so. I was. I, I thought that you're asking like where where can they find actually me personally, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's, a, that's a, my, my my family and friends are everyone asking the same thing because I never answer the phone. I'm never in the social media when needed. So um, you can find the Saga Yoga Studios in Helsinki, Finland, Punavuori. We're right next to the Sinebrukov in uh, Puisto Park in here. And um, what else? You can also find us online. So we have the Saga Yoga online uh, site where we offer like yeah. many many classes. Yeah. Big the gram big recommendation yeah. for the international listeners Woo. yeah there's classes in english yeah. yeah and hopefully after a couple of years you can find us from a retreat center can't wait yeah that would be so amazing just need a little bit of money for that 
I can invest. Yeah, yeah. We'll listen back to our episode yeah. on money. <laughs> no money should be invested. Thanks. All right. Well, thank you so thank much. Thank you, and thank you to our listeners. We value your time. We know your time is precious. So thank you so much for having yeah. spent the time with us. Thanks for every one of your presence and listening. Very happy to be here and share my story i hope it inspired you for anything and if it made you angry or frustrated <laughs> great i'm happy just to make people feel something so yeah. i love that yeah kiitos kiitos thank kiitos. you so we'll we'll circle back next week with our next episode and if you want to leave us a review that's always appreciated um, I love Julia's outros. <laughs> can they review this? They, they can. can. Oh shit! Five stars. Why did you tell me before? <laughs> no one ever does it, but you listening right now, you do it. It oh, helps us. Condescending. No one ever does it. <laughs> I like three reviews. Yeah, but come there are all people. Five. Come on. We have so many listeners. Okay, and then we need the reviews. Okay, bye. Bye. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh.